when you go for a negotiation, you shouldn't look only at what you have to get out of it. It's about creating more value together. So that was something that I didn't have in mind when I started ne- negotiations. First, you have to fall before you learn to fly. So don't be scared on making mistakes. Just look at your experience at University of Tente as a trial period. All the feedback is welcomed. It doesn't matter if it's a critical feedback more on the negative side or on the positive side. Because if you have at least one person that sees something in your business that is maybe not that positive, then you have to keep it in the back of your mind and continue working on it, continue improving it. Hello everyone, my name is Timur and this is UT Journeys, the series where we meet with inspiring students to talk about their lives, motivation and most importantly, how you can enhance your study journey. Today we are going to talk to Amalia Balan, who is a master's student at Corporate Communication. She's also a co-founder of Managescape. She's working part-time as an HR and organizational manager at GreenHub Twente, and she also did honors course at Great Negotiators. So let's dive right in. Hello, Amalia. Hello, Timur. How are you doing today? Um, actually, pretty good. How are you? I am well, thanks. Thanks for joining this podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, you know what? Let's dive deep into the questions, right? Yeah, sure. So, first question. How did you end up choosing University of Twente? Yeah, so first of all, thank you for considering me and inviting me to this podcast. So, uh, yeah, to answer the first question, mm, that's a very good one. Actually, it's a very long story. Uh, because in the beginning, uh, I was sure that uh, I'm going to go to the UK. And uh, yeah, you know, I prepared everything, uh, luggage, tuition fee. And on the last moment, I completely changed my mind. And uh, I still wanted to study abroad, so not uh, in Romania. And uh, yeah, I was looking uh, for some other options. And uh, I found the Netherlands, a good choice. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, it was way too late to apply to University of Twente. So I had um, to do one year in uh, Eindhoven, international business. But then I was still sure that I want to go to University of Twente because there was a program, communication science, that was exactly a match for what I wanted to do in my career. And uh, yeah, then I uh, I moved to University of Twente. So first of all, because of the program, then uh, opportunities and uh, the campus, because it's one of the best. And uh, yeah, on short, I think, um, yeah, this is the reason. Can you tell me a bit more about the communication science program? Uh, who is it for? Oh, communication science. Um, how I see communication science is more like intersection between science and practice in the communication uh, in the communication department, uh, because you have projects that are um, also focused on research. So you actually can become a social scientist, for example, but you also put into practice theories uh, in communication, and you are ready to go into the work uh, environment and be a communication specialist. So I would think, um, I would say that this program is for someone um, who is ready to take on all the challenges because it's challenging. And um, yeah, I think that's mainly it. Okay, can you tell us a bit more about your practical experience? Did you manage to do any internships? 
Yes, so part of the communication science program, you have different options in the third year. You can either go for an internship or study abroad or do a minor. And uh, yeah, how I see university is basically the um, period when you can try everything and you can just choose whatever you want to do for the future. And uh, it's okay to experience as much as possible. And I would actually advise everyone to experience as much as possible. And uh, yeah, for me, uh, the best idea was to get some experience in the in the real world environment of uh, of companies. And uh, yeah, I, I did an internship uh, at Porsche uh, on communication and uh, PR. And uh, it was such a great uh, experience uh, because my assignment at the end was to create uh, a magazine on sustainability. And actually, it was their first magazine ever on sustainability. And uh, yeah, it was very interesting, um, challenging, exciting, and um, completely different than what I was doing in the university. Wow, it sounds like a very inspiring story. Uh, do you have any um, suggestions for people? How can they find um, an internship like this? Um, mm, that's a good a good one because it wasn't easy to find it. And um, first of all, I would say uh, don't panic. Um, you have to apply as much as possible and you have to apply uh, early, extremely early uh, because now the market... Um, yeah, they are looking for uh, for students to do internships, but they are also very selective due to economical reasons. So financial side is very important. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say to um, learn how to um, promote yourself and think about yourself. What are what is your added value? What can you bring them, and uh, no other student can do. Um, so if you are really confident in your um, skills and you are also open to improve, I think um, companies really like that thing. When you are honest with them and transparent and say, okay, I want to come to your company. This is what I can bring on the table, but this is also what I want to learn from you. So it's an exchange. Um, I think that will, um, that will help you a lot. And uh, it's just about um, yeah, practice, try as much as possible and um, you'll find an internship, but you have to be to apply early, extremely early, <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. Um, well, do you have any plans for your future education? Yes, I actually do. Um, so um, right now I'm on point of graduating uh, from my master's, so corporate communication, trust and risk management. And uh, yeah, I'm um, finalizing my thesis at this point. Um, but I was reflecting what should I do with my future because I really like research. This is one of the reasons why I'm here at the University of Tente. And uh, I'm considering doing a PhD um, because how I see myself, I see myself exactly at the intersection between uh, science and practice. So I would like to get more knowledge into communication, but really specific on my interests. So on artificial intelligence, on better performing teams, communication, ethical side on how we can create the technology for tomorrow. And um, yeah, I think I will enjoy a lot working on such a project because I also have experience as a social scientist. And uh, yeah, I, I really like those challenges uh, in the research part. I think they are exciting. And um, yeah, I think that's the future. I'm, I'm applying at this point on, on PhDs. And uh, let's see what the future can bring. Well, <laughs> that sounds uh, quite nice. And... Um can you tell us a bit more, um, what kind of PhD are you wanting to do? 
Um, so my interest, uh, as mentioned, is artificial intelligence because I also have a business in that field. So, um, yeah, when you have a, a business, you have to always be on top of the game. You always need to be up to date and, um, yeah, get the knowledge. Otherwise, you cannot shape the business if you don't have the expertise. And, um, yeah, looking uh, at the team composition of um, yeah, um, our business, I'm the one that is more in the research part. So, uh, yeah, we decided that I should be the one that should get more knowledge uh, in this field. So um, artificial intelligence, technology, organizational development, um, and communication in general, right? So on, on that side. So I'm quite open to different topics because when you are, apply for, you are applying for a PhD, of course you have a really broad topic, but then you have to narrow it down together with your um, uh, supervisors. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's my lead. Oh, wow. Uh, you mentioned something about your business. Mm -hmm. um, wh what is it? How did you come up with an idea to make it work? Yes, uh, I co-founded a business. Uh, our business is Manescape. And what we do is to objectively assign employees to project teams based on their unique profile, as well as chemistry between members. And we do that uh, with the help of neuroscience and AI. So, um, yeah, uh, we want to make from managers, um, we want to g get them more into the, the part of lifesavers. Because uh, as you probably imagine or already know, you spend a lot of time at work. And uh, yeah, if you have a manager that um, doesn't know exactly what are your strong points, cannot help you improve, and then you come up with a lot of frustrations and you take all this anger back home and then you affect more people. So you can see it more uh, as the domino effect. And uh, yeah, um, how we came up with this idea? Well, you know, that's the beautiful side of University of Twente because I met my co-founder um, in my uh, bachelor program. And then, um, yeah, we split uh, because we did internships on different uh, countries, different topics. And then uh, we, we came back and we met and we were catching up. And during our discussion, we noticed that we experienced the same problem. So we noticed that managers are more in a filter bubble and um, they attract people that look like them, behave like them and support their own attitudes and beliefs which is not really a good idea for companies in general and also for employees. We also looked at the employee retention, so we found a lot uh, of problems uh, in companies. And uh, yeah, since we experienced it um, on our own, we said, why shouldn't we do something about it? Because, uh, you know, when you, when you have uh, an idea, it's either you start doing it and you solve it or someone else will. So, uh, yeah, we looked at ourselves, uh, we looked at our skills, um, and uh, I think we had everything, uh, including um, some courage <laughs> to start a business uh, in the Netherlands. And, uh, yeah, that's the main reason. Uh, well, you know, uh, I feel like quite some businesses fail at the ideation stage. Mm -hmm. What was the driver for you to go from ideation to prototyping, for instance? Yes. Um, well, the most important uh, stage was UT Challenge because we came up with this idea and um, I think one month after we came up with the idea, we said, okay, let's also join a competition because that will help us be critical on the business, shape it and uh, also get some support. And uh, we joined um, UT Challenge I, uh, for the ideation category, of course. And I remember the first time when um, we met with all the participants, there were, I don't know, maybe 
90 businesses or something. It was insane, a lot, of course, on different categories. So ideation, prototype and startup. Um, and um, it was uh, definitely an adventure. But uh, we put our entire effort, ambition, and um, yeah, we were there to get the best out of it. So we were really open to improve. We were open for feedback, and that helped us a lot. And uh, yeah, we reached the, the final stage in the edition category, and um, it was a surprise for us um, when it was the, the finals uh, of the UT Challenge to win two awards. So we won the ASML Makers Award and we were also finalists in the 40U Dutch Impact Challenge. And that was actually the surprise. I mean, actually both, both awards were a surprise because, yeah, when you say ASML, you think about a very big manufacturing company and they would give this award to a company maybe that is more technical. But uh, for us, uh, looking at the fact that ASML gave us this award, it was a validation that the problem that we solve is actually very um, um, persistent. And that, uh, that was very nice. And uh, for the 40U, yeah, we really wanted to go to, to Slash. So we were thinking about, okay, we are going there to win an award. And um, we were thinking maybe at the ideation award. And we were like, okay, with the money, we will buy tickets to go to Slash. And when we found out that we actually won the tickets to Slash, it was uh, a huge surprise. But that uh, pushed us to finish the prototype because you cannot go to Slash if only with an idea like, hey, this is Manescape and we do this. Yeah, but they want to see something. They want to test something. And um, the, the UT challenge ended in June. And from June until November, we were accelerating with everything. We had to put everything in order, the neuroscientific survey, looking into the AI, what exactly we want with AI, and build a prototype, getting the people in the team, doing and doing and doing. But uh, it helped us a lot. You know, when you have a goal and you have a deadline, you have to stick to it. Otherwise, you're not going to make it work. So it helped us a lot. UT Challenge, definitely. Because you also, you know, you connect with other people that have the same um, goals. So you get inspiration from them. And it's such a nice environment. Yeah. Nice. And uh, can you tell me a bit more about Slush? Because I feel like for many startups, uh, it's really a dream to go there mm -hmm. and uh, you made it. So can you tell us a bit more about your experience? Well, uh, Slush, wow. <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing. Uh, because, um, yeah, b before we, we left to, to Helsinki, we had an interview. And uh, yeah, someone asked us, what do you expect from Slash? And we were like, oh, yeah, we expect to meet people, you know, to get feedback. And then and the, at the end, uh, that person told us, well, I think you should expect the unexpected. And that's exactly what happened. Um, because we were one of the finalists, so we also had to pitch a lot because it was part of the competition. And then, you know, it was back to back to back. It was very intense. You had to prepare a lot of energy. You really had to prepare what you're actually offering as a business because you meet people from all around the world and they have specific questions um, and also have different experiences. 
Um, so, um, yeah, it, it was uh, definitely a challenge and we were so excited and so full of energy and motivation. And uh, for us, it was also a pleasant surprise because you can also have some speed dates with uh, investors. So that was definitely one of our goals. And uh, I think for people that would like to go to Slash, uh, they have to keep in mind that you are going there to a very big event. And you need to set up some some goals. What do I want to get out of this event? And then uh, prepare accordingly. We had, I think, around six um, dates with investors. Um, and uh, yeah, we received a lot of feedback. And one thing that we, we really... Um, are still using at this point, um, all the feedback is welcomed. It doesn't matter if it's a critical feedback more on the negative side or on the positive side. Because if you have at least one person that sees something in your business that is maybe not that positive, then you have to keep it in the back of your mind and continue working on it, continue improving it. And uh, I remember that uh, we prepared so well. We, ha- Of course, with also with the help of Novelty because they provided us some help. And um, we looked into the investors, what type of persons, you know, making a profile, looking at what are the things we have in common so we can build a relationship because that's very important. And um, yeah, we are still talking with the people that we met as Lush. Can you imagine? So we are still uh, in uh, in communication with them and um, yeah, we share updates and uh, yeah, we are looking forward maybe to meet them next year. Huh. That's interesting. And uh, did you manage to get any funding from the investors uh, from the speed dates or not yet? No, not yet, because it's not that easy, you know, like uh, only when you meet them, you cannot um, yeah, agree on a deal or something. <laughs> um, but uh, the first step, which is also the most important, is to build a relationship, correct? So uh, we shared um, our goals, we shared our challenges, um, they also shared their interest. So this is why we are still in communication. And uh, what we agreed with uh, most of them um, is to keep each other updated. And when we are ready for getting some investment on board then um, they will be open to to talk about it uh, again but um, yeah as I mentioned uh, it was such a short period so in June we were in the ideation so nothing concrete you know only a plan and then in November when slashed happened uh, we had a prototype but it's not enough to get investment on board Um, but um, yeah as mentioned we are um, in contact and uh, that helps us a lot All right. Uh, And, uh, you know, on your LinkedIn profile, I saw that uh, you are doing an honors program in negotiations, right? Um, Was it uh, helpful for you uh, to have those conversations with investors? Um, Yes. Actually, when we went to Slash, I was doing uh, the the honors track uh, negotiations. Uh, so that helped me a lot. Actually, th- I think that was my final assignment, if I think about it. Yeah, uh, because we had a final assignment to prepare a real life negotiation. And uh, since we were going to, to Slash, for me, it was the perfect environment to actually practice those negotiation skills. And um, something very interesting is that in our team, uh, we have very diverse skills. And um, my co-founder, she didn't have uh, any knowledge in negotiations. And uh, I remember when I started negotiations, we uh, every week I was telling her what I was learning so she can be also on the same page. Because when you are going in a negotiation, um, it's very good to coordinate. Because imagine you come there with a deal or you make a proposal and uh, yeah, your partner will say completely the opposite. Or your partner will not see the signs or the strategies that you, you want to use in the negotiation. 
So I thought that it's wise to to keep her up to date. And this is what we did. So I kind of prepared her for the negotiation. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, it helped me a lot. As, as mentioned, the most important thing is to set up the, the relationship because that will help you on long term. And this is what we were focused on because you cannot really close a deal at slash. I mean, maybe for other startups that are very advanced, maybe, but not even. I think you need more sessions to actually close a deal. But it helped me a lot to also notice their body language and uh, yeah, maybe some tactics. Also, we looked in the, in the negotiations into the culture. That plays a very, very important role because you can clearly see when you're talking with someone that the culture has an impact on the, on the, um, yeah, the way the conversation flows and everything around it. So, uh, yeah, you know, there are also some specific gestures that maybe some cultures um, don't really find pleasant. So you have to keep that in the back of the mind. Otherwise, uh, you're going to affect the way the conversation will go and you can lead in very unpleasant situations. But yeah, definitely helped. I think it's actually important for entrepreneurs to get at least the basic of negotiations and to have in mind some specific um, elements when they are going for a negotiation. Yeah. Okay, can you tell us a bit more about the honors programs? Uh, like, uh, who would you recommend them for? Um, I would recommend the honors programs to the students that want to achieve more than a degree. And I know it sounds weird, right? Because honors is another degree. But how I see honors is like an opportunity for you to learn more and also put it into practice. You are surrounded by students uh, who want to go an extra mile. You are surrounded by different people from all the backgrounds. And I mean, educational, maybe cultural as well, different uh, age. And you learn a lot from them. And uh, I did two honors. I did one for my bachelor and I also did one for my master's because I enjoyed it so much. And uh, actually, I also made friends. So uh, it was such a nice experience. And you just get out of your comfort zone. And honors is made for people that are not um, afraid of challenges. They want to always push their boundaries professionally and personally. And uh, it's just a place where you connect with people that um, are also impact-driven. It's such an amazing environment and community, it's impressive. And um, you also get to know a lot of other opportunities outside University of Twente when you connect with people like that. And I think that's very important for students to make sure that they are surrounded by the people that can help them advance in their career. And honors is definitely a place for that. Well, do you have any plans on continuing studying negotiations? Yes, um, actually, I'm um, still studying. I, uh, I started the seminar on negotiations and diplomacy uh, by the young diplomat because negotiation is still one of my passions. This is something that I discovered in the in the honors track um, because when I, I joined there, definitely my goal was to get, you know, the knowledge and a bit of practice on negotiation to help me with the business. But when uh, I arrived there and, uh, yeah, um, I was talking with the teachers and I saw the, the group, I found out so many things about myself, so, so many new things about myself and exactly points of improvement. And that um, made me even more curious 
to, to learn more and uh, to find tactics and how you can influence actually a decision and how you can get the best out of it. And one of the, um, the biggest um, takeaway messages was the fact that when you go for a negotiation, you shouldn't look only at what you have to get out of it. It's about creating more value together. So that was something that I didn't have in mind when I started ne- negotiations. And uh, I had so much fun um, in, the, in the negotiations um, track that uh, I wanted to continue with that. And I looked around, I was like, what are the possibilities? And uh, yeah, the networking helps you a lot. <laughs> so um, one of my colleagues, uh, um, this person um, joined the, the young diplomat in the summer. And uh, yeah, um, he was telling me, hey, I did this. It was very interesting. I said, oh, okay, I will, uh, I will keep it in the back of my mind. And uh, yeah, I, I saw it. I saw the, um, the promotion and I applied. And uh, yeah, now I'm doing negotiations and diplomacy. And it's actually very interesting to see that the negotiations that we were practicing in the honors are completely different to the negotiations that you you have in the international uh, relationships and in the diplomacy part. And uh, I would highly recommend if you have a passion uh, after you finish with your studies or wha- with what University of Twente is uh, offering you, start looking around as well. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. And this is what I do right now. So I'm doing uh, diplomacy. Uh, well, was it difficult for you to get into this program and uh, how much do you pay for it? Um, mm, I don't really know how to answer to this question because, uh, yeah, you have to apply. They have limited the uh, spots, so I think they have uh, 40 spots. And, uh, yeah, they want to provide the best uh, yeah, quality and experience for the students. And, uh, yeah, this is why they only uh, get 40 people. And um, what is uh, very interesting about this program is that they have really high-profile guests. For example, we have lecturers from Oxford. We have people from the Ministry of uh, yeah, External Affairs, Cybersecurity. We are also talking about artificial intelligence in geopolitics. So a lot of insights from people that are practicing um, um this negotiation in uh, the diplomacy environment. And um, yeah, I had to apply. I had to send a motivational letter, of course. And what was interesting about it was that they asked you, what can you bring on the table? So what can other people can learn from you? That was very interesting. I really liked it. Uh, Your CV, of course. And um, yeah, I also had to pay a fee of 50 euros. And uh, yeah, that's uh, it's a very intense program. So we have around two weeks and half, I think, um, on classes. We have classes every single day, including in the weekend. But uh, yeah, I mean, this program is for people that really want to do a- something extra. So outside their studies. So when you join this program, you really need to have a good motivation. <laughs> Otherwise, they will not let you in. And uh, I would say uh, try and apply because you never know. <laughs> Well, I think it's enough for courses available mm-hmm. at the UT and elsewhere. Uh, you know, I wanted to ask, uh, are you also uh, doing any work uh, apart from studies? Yeah, I do. Um, currently, I'm working at Green Hub, um, which is part of University of Twente, for those that don't know. And uh, my position there is HR and uh, organizational developer. And uh, yeah, I've been working for Green Hub for the last uh, two years and a half. Wow, <laughs> what a journey. And um, 
We are an organization, as mentioned, part of University of Twente, and what we do uh, is to connect different stakeholders that have an opinion or want to get involved with sustainability, and we are actually there as a middle point and push uh, sustainability for University of Twente using both approaches, so top-down and bottom-up. Uh, we are a student-driven and staff-supported working environment, so uh, we have currently 30 students yeah, that are working uh, at, uh, at GreenHub and uh, two full-time employees. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I do as uh, real work. Um, yeah, I also just finished one of uh, the projects that um, I did on, uh, on research, so on diversity and inclusion. And uh, I did it in collaboration with Fraunhofer um, Innovation Platform, uh, Hemente, um, uh, Twente Board, and uh, Keep the Talent in Twente. That was also work. So I was getting paid for that. Uh, and it was a huge project of uh, two years and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. And uh, yeah, it was a very nice experience. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, how did you manage to find your job at GreenHub? Wow, th that's a very, very interesting story. Um, I was not planning to apply to GreenHub. Uh, actually, I had no experience in HR, like zero. And uh, I found about this job because I was looking for a job for one of my friends. And uh, I knew someone in this organization and I asked the person, hey, you know, I have this friend and he's looking for a job. Um, do you have any ideas? And she said, oh, yeah, just apply to Green Hub. You know, it's super open for, for students. And uh, yeah, I told uh, my, my person like, okay, apply here. And uh, this girl, uh, she told me like, you know what? I'm looking for someone to replace me on the HR. And uh, you know, we've been working together. I know your work ethic. I know how you work. And I think you'll be a good fit for this organization. And at that point, Green Hub was super young. Like right now, Green Hub is around three years old, kind of. And um, yeah, it wasn't a structure there. So um, anyone that was joining Green Hub, you were there for six months. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to apply because, you know, I felt that um, I should at least try because it was harder to explain her why I don't want to do it than just to apply, you know, go for an interview, you know, it's experience, you, it's always good. And um, yeah, spoiler alert, I ended up getting a job as an HR, but my friend didn't get a job at GreenHub. So that oh, was, no. <laughs> yeah, that was something. And um, yeah, I, uh, I started my job there as an HR. Um, and um, yeah, this is something what I really, really like about Green Hub. It's a place for students that even if they don't have all the skills and experience, it's an environment where you can learn and improve yourself. So we are really open to people. Um, it doesn't matter their experience level. As long as you are motivated to, to make a change, you are welcomed here. And uh, yeah, I've got so close to the people. We share the same attitudes, beliefs, and goals. And um, yeah, it, it became uh, my family. This is how I look at Green Hub right now. And I'm always so emotional when I think about it. Because I've got so involved in the process, so I went um, over the line of HR. And uh, yeah, because of that, I was all in, all the efforts. I was working extra than my, my working hours always to come up with uh, improvements because when you are so passionate about something, you always look for, for ways on how to make it better. And then I've got promoted to the management team after one year. And uh, yeah, then things got even more emotional and I was more on board. 
And uh, yeah, I'm really happy when I look back at uh, my legacy because this is one of the questions that we always ask at the interviews. Um, what exactly do you want to get um, out of Green Hub and uh, what's the legacy that you, you want to have? And uh, when I look at um, the organizational um, structure of Green Hub, I'm really proud that we moved forward. Now we also have faculty Green Hubs, so mini Green Hubs within the faculties of University of Tente. And uh, the people around, I'm, I'm really proud of them. And I'm really proud of this organization. I think we have a bright future ahead. That sounds very sweet. Uh, you know, I feel like HRs, they're always recruiting people. I have a question for you. Okay. Are you recruiting for GreenHub or maybe Managescape right now? Um, so for GreenHub, we are not recruiting right now. Um, it depends how the, the other two faculties, because um, the faculty GreenHubs, you know, at University of Tinta, we have five faculties. And... Um, Only three of them are already on board, so they started uh, their journey with the faculty Green Hubs in September. But we have two more faculties um, uh, that, yeah, we are waiting for them to, to follow the trend, maybe. Uh, but right now we are not uh, recruiting uh, for Green Hub. But uh, we are looking for someone to um, join our team in Manescape. Uh, we are looking for someone on the technical side, because currently we are working uh, on building the MVP. We are part of the advanced program of, uh, of Novelty. And uh, in this program, um, it's very much focused on goals and achieving results um, in a very strict uh, time frame, I would say, which helps a lot. This structure is actually so good. And um, yeah, currently we are looking at the building the MVP. So we want someone on the technical side. So in case... Uh, the listeners of this podcast, uh, they have some skills that can help us uh, creating the software for Manescape. Uh, feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to connect and uh, find out if we can collaborate. Well, that sounds awesome. Uh, you know, the last question is, uh, do you have any um, suggestions for current students at University of Santa, um, which you can give based on your experience here? Because you have spent quite some years here. Oh, good question. Maybe just for um, com uh, communication science students. I think, um, hmm. yeah, actually, I think it applies to to all the students of University of Tento, not only communication science. Um, one thing that I've learned from my experience is that first you have to fall before you learn to fly. So don't be scared on making mistakes. Just look at your experience at University of Tente as a trial period. You can do whatever you want while you are still studying in the university. So you can change careers. I met so many people that, for example, did one year or two years of a specific study and then they completely changed their expertise and now they are happily you know, working in a completely different uh, field. So um, just look at this experience Uh, while you are at the university as the period when you can try everything and not only on the educational side but also on the hobbies maybe you can join so many student associations for example or um, you can learn so many skills so um, it's a pity not uh, 
to get um, yeah an extra mile and look for opportunities because you know those are the best years actually if i think about like all my my entire educational journey since high school for example i think university was the best one because you meet so many different people and you make so many connections that uh, change your life completely so be open for that and uh, also be kind with yourself take into account that um, we are in an international environment so there are people with different cultures and you never know what's going on behind the scenes so always keep that uh, in mind um, to be kind um, and um, yeah also um, uh, be aware of the biases right that's also one thing that uh, you should keep in mind yeah i think that's mainly it just go with the flow <laughs> All right. Thank you for this amazing takeaway message. And thanks for joining. It was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for inviting me. And I also enjoyed our conversation. Wait, wait, wait. We forgot something. Oh, no. <laughs> what? We have a tradition here at the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you have to sing a song before you leave. Okay, so I'm going to stay here forever, it seems. <laughs> Don't be so dramatic. Okay, I will try to. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what song of your choice do you have? You look like a Shakira fan, <laughs> I would say. Of course I am. <laughs> well, I guess this is Shakira time. Okay. No fighting. We got the refugees. No fighting. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira, I don't really know that she can dance like this. She make a man and wanna speak Spanish. Como se llama, si, bonita, si. Because Shakira, Shakira, oh baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading the size of my body. I'm on tonight, you know my hips don't lie, and I'm starting to feel it's right. All the attraction. The tension to see that this is perfection. Hey girl, I can see your body moving and it's driving me crazy. Okay. I think that's all. Okay, yeah. yeah? It's that's good enough, enough right? That's enough. Yes, okay, of course. Of course. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.